I have terrible eating habits. Um, I've been trying to get a little bit better about it, but like if, if left to my own devices, I'll just eat candy all day. Episode 73, March 2015. This is the second and final part of my Q&A with Steve Klavnik. This episode is sponsored by the Preplin Design Company and Field Notes. What are your favorite programming languages and frameworks? I have really liked and will always like Ruby, despite all of its flaws. Uh, and so Ruby's been wonderful. Before Ruby, I really loved Perl, actually, and that's sort of why I like Ruby, is because it fixed all the things I didn't like about Perl. C will always have a place in my heart, uh, just because it's like, you know, the universal, it's like the Latin of programming, right? Like everything speaks C and always will forever, even when people don't really write very much C anymore. And it was also the second programming language I ever learned and the first like real one. So my very first one was GW Basic. And you don't really use that for anything anymore, but you can still use the C that I learned when I was a kid. You know, I could still technically use today, although obviously modern C looks a little bit different than the C from the 90s. And uh, Rust is really shaping up to be a really awesome programming language. I'm super psyched to use it in the future a lot. So. And what about frameworks? I mean, it depends. I do like Rails. I think that Rails is getting to be more and more focused on a specific thing and less and less general. But I think that if you need to do what Rails is helping you do, it definitely is the fastest and best way to get that done. So yeah, I would say, I would say Rails is probably my favorite framework overall. And on the front end? I don't do a lot of front end myself, but I, I understand them at like conceptual level, and I'm a super big fan of Ember, specifically because it focuses on URLs as the most important part of what you're doing. And that's what's really annoying about JavaScript apps is when they don't they don't work like normal web pages. Like one of the funny things about complaining about JavaScript is you only notice JavaScript when it breaks, right? So if you used an Ember application, you generally wouldn't notice that it's an Ember application because it works just like a regular website. And I think that Ember's focus on URLs is the key to making that work. And so that's kind of like why it's my favorite. What pisses you off? <laughs> uh, capitalism. <laughs> I would say is probably the most, the biggest thing. Uh, and everything else is just a derivative of that, generally speaking. Also, people not ever releasing version 1.0 of their stuff. Like, at some point, this happens in Ruby a lot, right? Like, things aren't very stable and they change all the time. So, uh, you know, I wish I wish we took stability in the Ruby world a little more seriously and dealt with backwards compatibility a little bit better. Favorite foods? Favorite foods. I will joke, I guess, uh, I've been saying this week it's Doritos for some reason. I've been eating lots of Doritos. It's kind of been an ongoing joke on Twitter, etc. But I don't know. I really, uh, I really like foods that are not real foods. So, like... I love Taco Bell, for example, which is like chemicals, not food, but it's like chemicals designed to taste delicious. So um, I just basically have a really terrible, I have terrible eating habits. Um, I've been trying to get a little bit better about it, but like if, if left to my own devices, I'll just eat candy all day. Okay, everybody, my name is Aaron James Draplin. Just got done telling you about my whole life, uh, the good, the bad, the gross, the ugly, the weird the sinister, the awesome, and now you need to go to draplin.com and buy some killer merch. 
draplin.com backslash merch and things that you need, right? Okay, you need to go there and look at this stuff. And then when you're done with that, you need to go to fieldnotesbrand.com and get some memo books. We'll ship them anywhere. If you're listening to this in Vienna, Austria, or Vienna, Illinois, hell, wherever that is, we will we'll ship them there too, okay? Fieldnotesbrand.com. You need these things. $9.95 for a three-pack. Would you pay for coffee today, right? Right, right? You need this stuff. So draplin.com, fieldnotesbrand.com, and uh, yeah, those are, the, those are the only two links you need in your life. There you go. How do you improve as a developer? I would say that the, the biggest thing that I did to improve was to constantly write code and constantly read code. Like The best way to get better is just to do it over and over and over again, and eventually you will get better. Like you just put in the time and you focus on like trying to do things well, it just becomes easier the more you do it. Were other people necessary for that uh, progression? Yeah, I definitely think other people are super necessary and they don't have to be in person other people, although that's also good. But just like being active in whatever community that you're active in is really super helpful. So like if you if you try to fix a bug in a gem, for example, you'll get feedback hopefully from the maintainers about the way that your code works and like that is super valuable just just to see how other people think like they might be wrong even but you know seeing how other people are talking about the same kinds of code you're trying to write is really really useful uh, what's your opinion about the importance of a college education for developers these days it's complicated i think that i think that getting a college degree is useful in a certain sense but i don't think that it's necessary for most people and i think that the reason that this is weird right now is because our discipline is so young that we have not like figured out the right way to teach programming and that we haven't figured out the right way to accredit programmers and like it's all just super up in the air and so i think that computers a computer science degree should be about the theory of computation and it's some degrees it is but the problem is we've tried to shoehorn practical programming stuff into that and i just don't really think that works i would like to see a, a model more in the future of like trade programs so, you know, if you want to be just a web developer, then you go to like web developer, you know, training, just like a trade of any other kind, like you're a plumber or electrician or electrician or something, and you learn web programming stuff, and then you can do a totally great job as a web developer without needing to know like the theory of computation. But if you want to be like developing new algorithms or you want to be working on a new programming language or you want to be doing, you know, certain kinds of things, then the information that you can gain in a degree is super invaluable. And you can learn all that stuff in other places, but I definitely do appreciate some parts of my college degree. The final component of being weird is that it's so freaking expensive if you're in the United States that I'm not sure it's worth it if you're here. If you're somewhere else, like in Europe, where they actually pay for you to go to college or it's significantly reduced cost or whatever, then I think that can make a lot of sense. But, you know, I spent... $72,000 on my college degree and the accreditation never did a single thing for me. And I did learn some good stuff, like I mentioned, but I'm not sure that it was worth starting my life off with that much debt. When did you start to code and when did you decide to become a developer? I started off when I was a little kid. I'm like that stereotypical little kid who did programming and never stopped. Um, so basically, as soon as I saw a computer, I like played around with it and I was really excited about it and I've just never stopped being excited about it. So, yeah, I never, I never made a conscious decision. It just, like, was what I did throughout my entire childhood. You a fan of standing desks? Um, sort of. I, I am, 
to a certain degree, but I've always stopped using them for some reason. Like I've liked using them when I have, but you know, I don't have one at home and uh, it's been a little while since I used one. So I think that they're good in many ways, but it's not like essential. I'm not like a super fan. What books have you been reading lately? I've been trying to not read as much because I've been trying to write more <laughs> because Rails 4 in action is taking forever. Um, but the, the last book that I actually purchased, I think, was Capital by Thomas Piketty because I still have not read that and everybody's been talking about it for the last couple months, so I feel like I need to read it. But it's so freaking long and huge that I haven't bothered the time to actually read it. I've been rereading uh, a lot of the philosophy books that I've been thinking about a lot lately, so Spinoza's Ethics and Deleuze and Guattari's What is Philosophy. I think those are the last three books that I've read or worked on reading. I never finished Piketty yet. Any other book recommendations? I would say that if you want to learn about like Ruby stuff, then um, Sandy Metz's uh, practical object-oriented design in Ruby is pretty amazing and wonderful. What's the secret to decompress? Uh, I don't know how to decompress really well. So <laughs> I would say I, I need to find a secret to that. What are you doing in your spare time besides technology stuff? Uh, I think the biggest thing is uh, playing the Netrunner card game. So I've always been a really big board game person. I actually have a tattoo of the Carcassonne board game. But uh, Netrunner is like a card game that's made by a board game company. So it feels much more like a board game in the sense that it's not like Magic the Gathering where you buy a ton of random packs. It's more like here's a base set and then expansions and there's no randomness element to it. But um, it's about hackers and evil corporations. And like the corporations have these shadowy agendas that they're trying to advance. And the hackers are trying to break into their servers and like steal their agenda before they can like accomplish the goal. So it's a lot of fun, and so I've been doing that quite a bit lately. Who do you look up to in your profession? I will say that, sort of what I mentioned before, like I, uh, I do look up to certain people, but I also try to not idolize them, and many of them are also my friends. So the two biggest people I would say that I look up to are Aaron Patterson and Yehuda Katz, and I'm lucky enough to call both of them friends uh, as well. So it's not like they're perfect, they're idols situation. It's just that they have done a lot of really amazing, wonderful work, and I appreciate everything that they do. What do you like about working as a developer? I like that it pays well, which is nice, you know? I like that there's the opportunity to travel and see the world, and like you don't need to be going to an office every day. Um, I think that's a really big downside of other professions. It's a really big advantage of ours. And I like the fact that programmers, even though we're stereotypically bad at social interaction, and I think in many ways we are bad at social interaction, we still like have tons of social interaction all the time. Like we, We're always online arguing with each other, and even though it's arguing, even though it sucks sometimes, you know, in a certain way, we're kind of all one big giant family, so that's fun. Mm -hmm.